Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our over gloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. peeps to another episode of the tooth or dare podcast <laughs> peeps with your peeps irene and katrina how are you my Hi, fl- my floofy floofy friend you've got floofy furs right now i do that's what I, was, so I would say to lou after he's had a bath do you have floofy furs you have floofy furs oh i do have floofy furs because it is monsoon season in the state of arizona right now which is actually really exciting because we did not have a monsoon season last year i don't know if like mother nature say was wait like, hold on say the word monsoon again monsoon say it again M- monsoon why do you like monsoon the voice goes up at the end monsoon like it's like it's a surprise <laughs> monsoon. Like a con- it's a monsoon Mon- it's it's a somber thing like you're not happy about a monsoon are you i am happy about it you know irene plants don't grow if you, they don't get the rain you need to go through the storm in order to come out the other side and be a beautiful but flower. a monsoon is like a heavy rain like doesn't that it destroy is. plants have you heard that song and the deserts miss the rain <laughs> I'm doing that octave. I have not. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. That's bad. Holy that's what molar. it is. The desert needs the rain. We don't. We, this is the only time of year that we get rain. This is it. So what happens is the monsoon storms primarily occur at night. So you're like laying in bed, you know, watching TV, watching Netflix, hanging out. And then all of a sudden, like, boom, it's these like big storms that come through. And it's just it's so nice. It happens at night and you wake up in the morning and it's just like. Well, you see all the trees that have been uprooted really is what it is because it's quite a storm, but it's still really nice. So anyways, my furs are like my, the humidity is happening. I'm not used to living in humidity. So this is why I look like this. Well, you look beautiful. Thank you. My office celebrated a one year anniversary. I was anniversary. just going to say, I believe we should be celebrating your one year. So happy one year, Irene. Thank this you. Is really it exciting. feels like a decade. Like it kind of does. Decade. But to be fair, you did like start your practice in the middle of a global health crisis that has literally felt like a perpetual decade. So yeah. maybe that's part of it. I but, think so. Wow. But Can yeah, we just like really quickly look back on like when you were getting ready to launch your practice at VOD in January of 20 and you were like, I remember you were like, I had drywall then like I wasn't even like we were so delayed I all I had was drywall but you were freaking out about like what if I don't get any patients what like I remember you asking Gina Dorfman I think at VOD you're like what if like I open my practice and nobody comes and the the crazy thing is now here you are one year later and I remember in another episode you said to me I wish that I would have gotten the pet shop you know, yeah. real estate next I need next more door. space. You need more space. You're growing that fast. So, you know, yeah. what an amazing thing it's been. A year of you being a practice owner, which is a challenge in and of itself for anybody, let alone a hygienist who's stepping yeah. in. And I know you've, you've dealt with a lot of um, who is she to do this? You know what I mean? Like just a lot of um, oh, contrarian. The, speaking of who is she to do this? Um, so a friend of mine who uh, listens to the podcast, Stacy, what's up, Stacy? Hey, Stacy. Uh, she and I used to teach. Does her together. mom have it going on? Yeah, Stacy's mom okay, totally has it going on. Good. So sure. she sent me a message this morning, and why at three forty four a.m.? Like I don't know why at this time of day, Stacy is on Reddit. And there is a Reddit, like, subreddit. Do you follow? Are you on Reddit at all? So there's yeah. a subreddit on Reddit about, um, and I'll read it to you, dental, RDH owning a general practice. So let me read, let me read it to you. So this girl, wrote, wrote, or guy, I think, I don't know who it is. I don't know. It says, I, I've been an RDH for eight years in Ontario, Canada, and I've told myself in the past that if I were staying hygiene, I would want to own my own practice with dentists, and I work um, in as a RDH instead of working hourly for the rest of my career. However, I want to be realistic and get some insights from anyone that is that uh, is a non-dentist owning a practice. Yada, yada. It goes in, and then she does some edits. First thing on the post is check out Tooth Life Irene on Instagram. She's in Toronto, and she's an RDH and owns a practice, and it got, like, bumped up eight times 
and like a bunch of uh, replies Get to it, it. Girl. and someone else wrote she is definitely the person to talk to um yeah I, I find it funny that when i'm reading things on social media like people talk about me like they they don't like i'm never gonna see it kind of thing i've never felt that way before like i never felt like you you see that all the time. Like even in on Facebook, people mm-hmm. will say like, "What podcast do you listen to?" And like mm-hmm. people will tag us. It's like they're having conversations about our our lives. Um, yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, and if all of this stress that has gone into me building an office has led to like other people doing cool things, um, then that is all worth it. Irene, but anyways, on the on the negative side, in oh, this, okay. I was like, this, where is it? Where is it? Yeah, coming? where's it is. where's the ball drop? In the on the negative side, some dentist wrote in here um, that he I work in BC as a dentist. Um, oh wait, not that. That's not that's the British one. Columbia. No, okay, no, no, yeah, no. Um, so. Yeah, I work in BC as a dentist. I work with an independent hygienist who owns her clinic nearby. It's a great arrangement. She refers patients to me for treatment. I support independent hygiene clinics. But I absolutely would not want to work under a hygienist in the same practice if she owns a practice. That seems backwards. Dentists are at higher up in the hierarchy. Just let that sink in for a second. I, I'm trying to let yeah. it sink in. I, it's, and then and then I can only imagine the drama and issues oh, with that. I bet most dentists would not want to work under a hygienist in the same practice. Can I write what your your response should be? I just can't. Seeing this is, as this we're is a stereotyping, episode, I don't. I don't think. No, we should say. no, no, no. I think. I think they're stereotyping, and that's not fair. That to to say all hygienists are drama queens, and to I say, am. oh, you know what yeah. I mean. It's like, do you want me to stereotype what some of the perceptions are of dentists? Like that's right. not fair. And we you know what we're. If anything, the hierarchy is even because Correct. we evenly do not learn about running a business. Correct. In either of our post-secondary education. Correct. So we yep. are on a level playing field sure. of the stupidity of running a business That's when we first get out of right. school. So we're, we're, we're on track. But anyways, yeah. I just thought that was really funny that um, that oh, happened. I'm sorry. So anyways, but it's been a year, but it's, it's, it's been, been a year. A, it's Happy been, it's one been year. year. 365 days of you running your practice, of sometimes being an assistant, of sometimes being the front office reception <sighs> person. I've, I've been on the calls with you and you've been verifying insurance. These, this is grassroots. You know, people say, oh, you're so lucky. Oh, this and that. But there is so much hard work. There's so much behind the scenes. And you do such a great job of showing a lot of that on your social media. But there's a whole piece that a lot of people don't see, which are the sleepless nights, the freaking out, the people texting you, I can't come in in the morning and you having to figure out what you're going to do and pivoting at other aspects of your business to make this a I reality. I have a phobia you know? now. Like my biggest phobia is when I wake up in the morning and I check my phone and that someone is called in sick. And it's like that is and it's it's a struggle with a small practice because mm-hmm. you don't have someone else that can just pivot and jump in. I mean sure. uh she's standing right behind me and this is gonna be a little bit weird, but I talk about you all the time on my podcast, May May. Um May May May's in the house. Um, Hi May <laughs> May, she's just like waiting. I feel like I feel like May May uh like saves the day a lot. I'm not, I'm like it's kind of weird that I was gonna say this anyways, but she's now standing here. I didn't I thought you were done for the day. We're doing your um, we're doing your annual review right now, May yeah, May. This is your nope. your review was happening right now. Um <laughs> No, it's like I feel like it'd be nice. Like she she's been like one of the most reliable humans uh in the office. And um I mean we talked about it before I hired her, like the human that I met from Starbucks. Um, yes. That was like a whole podcast episode. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like not everyone has the same skills to be able to jump in from op to op or like even the scope of practice. Like she can't yes. take x-rays and she can't take photos, but I'm sure she'd be fabulous at it. Um, yeah. And the same like with the reception, like one person from the front can't come to the back. So anyways, um, small practice woes. But anywho, we have an episode. Huge props and thanks to our peeps at Hufridi for sponsoring this Yay! episode. This is um, exciting. It is exciting. Uh, episode uh, is all about airflow, all about mm-hmm. using air polishing. Um, I don't want to give too much away about the the middle part of this um, this interview with this human that you don't know who is just yet. But we talked a lot about how to incorporate airflow into your practice, 
as the meat and potatoes of your visits with your patients. So mm-hmm. um, there's a special link down below in our um, description that you can click on that will automatically send you to someone that can discuss airflow with you and perhaps set up a, um, a demo, either a virtual demo or even a live demo. I think that would be really awesome. If this is something that you've been thinking about, like switching over from a majority of your appointment being hand instrumentation or even ultrasonic instrumentation and then moving to powder. Powder is the future. You know, it is. And I, I will say this. I There are not a lot of dental hygiene schools, at least across the United States. There are some, but not many, that teach air polishing. And the ones that do, oftentimes I think we struggle with how to effectively isolate the patient, how to prepare the patient for what it is that we're doing with our air polishing techniques. And so I think there's a wave of hygienists that maybe don't have a foundational comfortability around air polishing. Um, And the reason why I say that is because the program that I went to, we did not get a lot of education in air polishing. But as many people may may or may not know, Irene, you and I met at the Hugh Freedy headquarters learning about a lot of the air polishing techniques. And once you have this type of a, a technology um, or piece of equipment in your hands and you truly understand how much more efficient it is, how much more um, gentle it is on the enamel uh, to be able to integrate something like this. And of course, now a lot of the research that's coming down about using this in a subgingival form Um, really, I think, is changing the game and changing the dynamic of how we approach biofilm control. So kudos to Hugh Freedy for, you know, reimagining how we take something that, um, you know, I think a lot of hygienists had a lot of fear around and creating something that really helps support our patients in their dental goals. Totally. Yeah, the collaboration between EMS EMS. that's based out of Switzerland and um, and Hugh Freedy has been something that's like quite wonderful for North American peeps. Yes. And so, yes. Absolutely. So we have an episode and uh, I have yes. a tune for you. The okay. tune is cued and ready to go. So okay. the um, the concept around the tune is that one of the words in the uh, the band that is singing the song is a word or a location of where our guest is from. You ready? This is so okay. All right, I'm gonna try real hard, but I'm I'm not as smart as I look. You can do it. You can do it. I'm gonna try. And then one day a tune pops into my head. I jot down some dummy words. Nick and I do a quick head arrangement. Then we call the studio and sing it to crew, and the whole world explodes. Sherry. <laughs> not in that octave either. to walk you through so who is okay the si- who so is singing this is frankie valley okay and who is the band frankie valley and the the four seasons okay and what musical was this is made jersey boys and what is the first word in that jersey and who is a guest that we interviewed that lives in jersey Yes, Hadir. Yes, okay. <laughs> so we that just walked you. Too, we we just walked was, you through the the way that my brain thinks. So you just took a, a just, trip around the sun, basically. I, wow, that was that was impressive, Irene. This yeah, is how you, you just, think. This is how I think. So you just, I just, I just did a workflow analysis of my brain for you. So this is uh, our our lovely interview with Hadir Scolaro from Jersey yes. Shore. Um, you may know her on Instagram as uh, Fit Little Hygienist, who's been on an episode uh, before, but a lot's changed since 2019 when we interviewed her. So uh, here is a little more insight on what's happened in her life over the last couple of years. So yeah. we'll catch you on the flip side. On the flippity flip. Peeps, we've got an episode. It's an episode Woo-hoo! that you want to hear. It is an episode that you have been asking for. 
And I feel like the people that have been asking for this episode must be new because we've already interviewed this person before, but we're going to interview her again because she's amazing and I love her. And <laughs> a lot has changed since then. So welcome to the podcast, Hadir. And the last time I interviewed you, I said your last name like the good old Italian Scolaro. Hadir Scolaro. How's it going, girl? It's going good. How about you? Oh, you know, just living our best life. Um, she says our like I'm like I'm like we're conjoined at the hip or something. <laughs> we kind of are, I guess. So the last time that we interviewed and we spoke, we were at uh, it was either Chicago Midwinter or Greater New York. I can never really remember between the two. It's Greater one, New it's, York. That's the one. Yeah, that would make yep. sense because you're from Jersey. So, <laughs> duh. Um, and Katrina was supposed to be on that interview with you, but yeah. she got stuck in a ginger situation at the airport yeah. at the airport, which she normally does. So then the lovely yeah. Amber <laughs> Auger stepped in and uh, yeah, so a lot has changed between then and now. So I did some Googling to see you know, like what's happened on the on the Insta front since then and um, I mean, I have so many questions, Instagram related questions, but then also like you've had a lot go on in your life too. So how, how do you think you've been, how have you changed between 2019 and today? That's a loaded question, Irene. Yeah. Oh my God. Seriously. Well, I mean, you don't have to like, no, but like, you know, things evolve a lot in your career, perhaps like as a dental hygienist, like, is there anything that you've learned or, you know, what, what types definitely- of things you- I've seen you grow. Like I've seen you grow as a human um, and not in gains because even in gains you've grown, but not, not. She looks amazing, yeah, by the like, way. Sitting by the swimming pool right now. Like, like freaking ripped. I look like, like, by like the feta pool, cheese. Like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like feta cheese over here. Little. Yeah. Look, look at she, that arm. She, you guys. She flexes. She's like I flex amazing. and my muscle goes down. <laughs> I can't with you, Irene. Uh, so how, tell us about how 2019 into now has happened. Uh, I definitely feel like I've, you know, advanced as a dental hygienist. I understand way more about, you know, just being a hygienist in general. And I feel much more confident. Um, you know, I changed my technique. Uh, I use an airflow prophylaxis master now rather than, you know, the profi paste. So definitely a few things have changed. I like that. I like that because I think, you know, when we ask a lot of people on our show, um, you know, what, what's changed for you, people focus a lot on the infection control piece. And to your point, there's a lot more out there. I think if nothing else, um, what happened in 2020 kicked open the door for us to realize there's a lot of research out there about things that maybe we should have been embracing sooner. Uh, maybe the age old adage of my doctor's not going to buy that for me or my patients aren't <laughs> ready for that. Like some of those things we've, we've needed to just kind of like push aside to be able to do better. So I, I when, really like that you've embraced that. That's awesome. When did you get your airflow? Cause the last time we spoke, you didn't have it. So no, I got t- it. walk us Actually, through the process of when you got it and like, what was the training like? Does anyone else in your practice use it? So at the time when I had got it was right after I met you, actually, um, I went to the Hugh Freedy booth that day and I tested it out and I was like, wait, why have I never heard of this machine before? So now after that, I just went like on a crazy research rampage <laughs> And I educated myself so much about this airflow prophylax master machine. And I was like, I need this. Like, this sounds incredible. You know, benefits me, benefits my patients. You know, and I basically begged my, you know, office manager. and She bought it for me. So, yeah. <laughs> and what are your patients saying? Like, how, how did you start explaining this new piece of equipment that you're going to use? Um, how did you, and now what does your appointment look like? Like timing wise, what type of powder are you using in it? And like, how do you decide who to use it on or who not to? So I actually use it on every single patient. The only patients that I don't use it on are pedo patients that I feel like can't really handle it. Um, but my appointment times, if anything, are actually a little longer. Uh, my schedule was at like uh, 15 minute increments. 
and now they switched it to 10. So my appointments used to be 45 minutes. Now they're 50 minutes um, for like my recall appointments. Um, yeah. And do your I patients use the like erythritol. The erythritol yes. powder? Yeah. Yeah, the erythritol powder. My patients love it. Oh my God. It's such a game changer. So can you tell me a little bit about, I, I mean, do your patients ask about the rubber cup like, are they like, so are you going to do that thing too? Or, you know, what, what is that transition like for patients? Yeah. So my patients, they, for some reason, think that the profi paste is a fluoride treatment. Yeah, me I too. Oh. Mine too. I always thought, I always wondered why that is. I, know. I mean, there is fluoride in the profi paste, right. um, but yeah, they think it's a fluoride treatment. I'm like, no, this is just to remove plaque and stains. <laughs> It's kind of amazing too. Cause don't you think I get a lot of patients, I work in perio. So when we do, you know, really involved SRP or laser or whatever, you know, and we're, you're in there for like hours, breaking a sweat, getting down to the base of that pocket. And then you're done. And they're like, so are you going to clean my teeth? Because they think <laughs> that the polisher is like the cleaning. And you're like, I, I just gave you like an amazing debridement of sorts. Like, okay. Bind, and are you the only hygienist in your practice? So there's another hygienist. Um, at the time when we had purchased the Airflow Prophylaxis Master for me, the other hygienist, she was 65 and had no interest in trying a new machine or trying anything different. So they didn't purchase it for her. And actually, after COVID, she ended up retiring. And now we have a new hygienist who is very jealous of my machine. <laughs> so does she get to use it at all? No, it's actually, no. I only, yeah. So I had, um, I don't know if you know who Debbie is from EMS, but she flew into New Jersey. Debbie Z. Yes, Debbie Z. Oh, I love Debbie Z. Yeah. <laughs> so Debbie flew into New Jersey to help train me and educate me on how to use it. Um, so I got the training with her and she showed me pretty much how to use the machine. So do you think that the other hygienist is going to be asking for one? Like, what do you think that yeah. conversation is going to look like? <laughs> yeah. Well, because what if, whatever happened, like what, so what happens then? And I don't have an EMS profi, but I have a profi jet and I'm going to only say this once, but I, I perhaps don't keep it at 100% sodium bicarbonate in it. Perhaps I use other powders inside, which I'm not supposed to do, but you never heard me say it. Um, so, uh, my other hygienist that works with me has never used any form of air polishing before. Like she's new. So I've, you know, I've sat with her, I've tried to teach her, but it's that, it's that comfort level when you start speaking to patients. Like I do the same thing. I tell them the same thing. I use yeah. my disclosing agent. I use an Optrigate. Like it's, it's a rehearsed speech at this point of like, and my disclosing agent, it's going to dye the black. I can see the new, I can see the old, and this powder is going to do this and it's going to do that. And it's like, it's just like a dance, but for her, it's exhausting when she hears me doing it. Cause she's like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to have like that whole story time conversation in like the three minutes that I'm putting in an Optrigate in. So I feel like, I don't know the, the, and I don't think it's quality of care. I just think that it's uh, the difference in perception between if someone were to see me and then see her, isn't that like a weird conversation? Like, I feel like that would be a strange, like, well, how come the other girl did this? And like, how come you did that? <laughs> like my teeth feel cleaner when. <laughs> so it is awkward because um, sometimes, you know, like I'll end up having some of her recall appointments, but we try very hard. Like, you know, when I'm done with my patient, I always schedule the recall appointment and so does the other hygienist. So we always try and keep the same patients. But obviously when someone cancels and reschedules, like, you know, her patients will end up in my schedule. So I always have to start off with, I do my cleanings a little different. <laughs> yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, and then I just explained, I think you know, Irene said it, but I, I, I disagree. I think when you start listening to like how Irene shares with the patient, like I'm disclosing you, I am, you know, going to identify where the old plaque is, the new plaque. I'm going to be very targeted. This is, you know, an instrument that's going to help to gently remove the biofilm. It's not going to remove as many layers of your na naked enamel and things like that. 
um, I think that is the standard of excellence that we are moving to in our profession. Like we were taught in hygiene school, selective polishing and somewhere between what we were taught in hygiene school about selective polishing and the expectation out in the real world is we just start like slathering profi paste everywhere on our patients. (laughs) We're not very targeted with that. I see it on Instagram videos. I see it in Instagram videos and it drives me nuts. Like people polishing teeth that have no stain, like beautiful, clean, no stain teeth. And it's they like, just that's take not... that, like, I think it's the fault of the manufacturers that make profi paste because they make them in those unidoses and like the unidose mm-hmm. already is too much for an entire yes. mouth. Yeah. So then when you open like, one, you ever like, use that whole thing? Never, ever. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm going to open this thing. So I might as well use it on all of the teeth. But then the research shows you that you shouldn't be using it on all of the teeth. So then you like literally dip your profi cup in like a tiny bit of it and then throw the whole thing out like it's such a waste but then because of infection control regulations you're not supposed to be purchasing the big tubs of them anymore where you can Mm -hmm. dispense out with your pfi or whatever your spatula yeah but you're not supposed to do that anymore either but it's just like a weird thing so i mean i love air polishing i think it's fabulous and i think patients really like it and people come in saying i want to have my teeth cleaned by the person that does the powder cleaning that's what my people call it do your people call it that too Yeah, I have my patients. They well, I tell them it's an airflow machine. You know, it's air polishing, so they know air polishing the word. My patients. So if if some, if one of my patients end up in her schedule, they'll be like, "Oh no, I need to be air polished only." (laughs) And you know what? I love that because it's changing the what patients expect when they come in to the hygienist chair. You know what I mean? And I think that's what's held us back from doing so many things in dentistry. Like, oh no, my patients won't like that. No, no, no. My patients don't want change. They they want the same cleaning they got six months ago. Otherwise, you know, and there are a lot of hygienists that believe if I change something about what I'm doing, then my patients are going to think that whatever I did on them six months ago, wasn't a good procedure or it wasn't a right. good cleaning. You know what I mean? So I, I love that you know, you've embraced this technology and embraced it in a way where your patients are actually excited about it and prefer it over going back to quote unquote, the old method of how they used to have their teeth treated before. I think that's awesome. I I also, I disclose every single patient. So that right away is, you know, that education they're getting from that is incredible because once they see that, you know, the guy on their teeth. And I explained them, I just started using a two-tone disclosing. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, I'm really explaining. I'm like, Oh, well, the darker color is plaque that's been there longer. Yeah. So for them, it's, it's even more eye opening. Um, so I, th- I think my patients all appreciate it. You know, they're, they're learning more and yeah. So do them. you find that? So I, I do, I do the, like, when I see a new patient, like I spend more time explaining, cause it's very different than and I ask them like, what types of things did your last hygienist use? Just to, to know like what their standard is. I love when they come in, they're like, I don't know, she scraped and then she did some mint thing at the end. Like the bar is set so low that I basically just have to like step over it. Like that makes me happy. When someone comes in and is like, oh, my hygienist was fabulous. She did all of these things. I'm like, oh no, like I've got big shoes to fill. But I find it interesting when you ask people like what they remember and most of the time they don't. So I tell them like about the powder and it kind of tastes a little bit salty, but a little bit sweet. And it's kind of like a margarita and it feels like sandpaper. It's like, I go through this whole thing. It's true. (laughs) It does taste like the rim of a margarita minus, minus the good stuff. So, um, I don't even know where I was going with this, but it's, it's a delicious thought. Um, so it is a delicious thought (laughs) when, um, so the new patients, sorry, disclosing agent, new patient, obviously I make them hold the mirror. Like I say, there's two parts in this appointment where I really need you to look at the mirror. It's when I show you where the purple stuff is. And then when I first start using the device, so when I first start using the device, sometimes they don't like your mouth heightens sensation. Like you've bit your tongue before and you're like, Oh my God, my tongue is going to fall off. And then you look at it and it's like, no, it's fine. Or like when you wake up in the morning and you've got like an enlarged little salivary, whatever Mm -hmm. taste bud and, and then you don't see anything. So when you turn that pedal on sometimes they're like whoa Nelly like that's that's a different sensation and they might jump up like have you ever had people do that where they're just like whoa what's that if they don't watch (laughs) well yeah so I don't I don't have any of my patients watch while I'm actually cleaning I show them prior you know this is closing and then I always start on the tongue you know because it needs to warm up first the airflow machine 
So I always start on the tongue and my patients are always kind of confused, like you're cleaning my tongue too. And then, you know, I, sometimes I'll forget to say, oh, I'm cleaning all the soft tissue as well. You know, your tongue, your soft palate, you know, so I sometimes forget to explain that. And those are the patients that kind of are like, huh. But, you know, when, yeah. when I do say it, then they're more aware. Yeah. I well, find it makes it sense. It's, cool. these are People's... all reservoirs for bacteria, right? Like it, yeah. the patient, patients aren't going to argue with that when, when they realize this is more than a teeth cleaning, yeah, what you're doing is sure. you're debriding everything, which is cool. People don't always want to see the purple stuff, but like, I kind of force them. Um, <laughs> he's like, but so you're, gonna, you're in <laughs> my like, chair no, now. You must look. I, I say, I say, okay, so now we're going to take a trip around your mouth and that's, and I use my mirror. I use like an HD double-sided mirror. Uh, shouts to Hugh Freedy. I love your HD mirror. Um, so I'd use my HD mirror and I take a trip around the mouth and I do the two tones. So I, I use two tones. So I show them the difference, but then I find it funny. Like when they come back for a recare and I say, I use disclosing agent again, but I don't make a big deal about it. Cause they've already had it. Like they already know what it is. So then I ask like, do you want to see the purple stuff this time? And they're either like 100% all in like, yeah, I want to see, I want to see, am I doing better? Like show me better. Or they're like, no, I don't want to see it at all. Cause like, they know they've been bad. So when they, when yeah. they say, no, I don't want to see it. I'm like, has it been that bad? <laughs> like they kind of like look up at me and they're like, yeah, I haven't been like flossing or really brushing or yeah. doing all this stuff. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, you can look if you want. And then I take the mirror and I put it like on their chest, on their bib. And like halfway through, they'll pick it up and they'll be like, just looking a little bit. <laughs> Um, cool. Fun facts. Um, Look at us doing same like things. Like you have a different device than I do. <laughs> so I have jealous. a question, um, Hadir, because you're, you're a fit, you know, you're a fit <laughs> little hygienist. Um, tell me a little bit about, and, and the reason why I ask this is a lot of people during this global health crisis and the stay at home orders, um, gained weight. Um, you know, their eating habits were not on point. They certainly weren't working out and things like that. Um, did you cried a lot? Yeah. Well, just, just, and a lot of, you know, bad (laughs) habits, like, you know, and you're like cracking open a beer at like 12 noon yeah, on a Tuesday. And you're like, this is like cool, but it's also not right. Like it shouldn't be this way. So (laughs) did you see a lot of that in your community and your network? And what were some of the things that you did during this pandemic to, to not fall into that? Oh man, me and my husband, the minute the gym closed, we went on a you went on a shopping gym. spree. Yeah, we went on a shopping spree. And we pretty much built a home gym. Oh, <laughs> wow. we could not do yeah. it. <laughs> wow. we, we, we went maybe like the first month without working out. And we like, you know, just went for walks or bicycle rides. And then we both, you know, started losing it. We're like, we need a weight. We need a dumbbell. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. we started driving like wherever we needed to, to go buy dumbbells and we, we built a, a garage gym. <laughs> yeah. Their gym wow. is amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah. so a lot of other stuff happened during the pandemic, um, that changed a lot about in your life. Um, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, so um, I went to my gynecologist and she noticed a little lump on my thyroid. So I went and got it biopsied and it turned out to be cancer. So I had to have my entire thyroid removed. And they're still trying to get me, you know, um, at like a therapeutic dose with the Synthroid now, which seems to kind of be hard. And I'm hardcore fighting the fatigue. Like I will not let it stop me, but I do. I feel the fatigue. Um, yeah, I notice. like, I'm just not myself. My energy level is not the same, but I won't let it stop me. <laughs> what? So hold on. We just like fast yeah. forwarded through wow. so much okay. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Rewind. So you went to your gynecologist. Bravo to your gynecologist yes. for doing yeah. a check of your thyroid. Cause I don't think my gynecologist has even no. like palpated me externally nope. oh, it's usually does. like mine doesn't yours does my, mine does. my old one didn't my old one didn't and my gynecologist I went to a new gynecologist and she was like no one noticed this lump I noticed it as you were just you know sending your neck up and I was like no one's ever said anything to me wow so you but you, you're a dental hygienist so yes. did you have like 
were, when you were getting your six month hygiene visits, was somebody checking your thyroid? Was your dentist coming in and checking your thyroid? I mean, no, you know, actually when I was in dental hygiene school, we did that. Um, but maybe they felt a lump and didn't really know, or, you know, I just don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a hard area. I mean, it's a hard area to um know what it's supposed to feel exactly. Like. Yeah. yeah. And especially when you've got someone and you've got and especially if you've got someone that's on the leaner end, like yeah. you don't know if you're feeling cartilage, or are you feeling bone, or are you feeling tissue, or are you feeling normal, are you feeling up. That's like, you know, sometimes doing a breast exam on a woman that has big boobs. Sometimes things yeah. are a little bit lumpier. It's harder to tell. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, no shade at that no 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 no. it's just yeah it's just you know it's interesting start to think about you know if had your OBGYN not done that I mean how much longer and you know I will say too there is there you mentioned that there's a visualization of it right like when you moved your neck a certain way that your gynecologist could see it and I know there have been a couple of celebrities um and of course now their names are not coming to me, but there are two celebrities that had lumps on their thyroid that b- both of them independently were in interviews or something. And a dental hygienist happened to be watching. And they said, I think you should have your thyroid looked at because it looks like there's a lump on the side of your neck. And both of these celebrities ended up having a, a lump oh. on their thyroid and needing to have it removed. Wow. So there's a visualization of it too. It's what? just, it's interesting. You know, what was that? What was that like for you? Because you do so many things, right? Like you're healthy, Uh, you eat right. (laughs) You like, don't drink a lot or at all. I don't know. you like, you don't smoke. You're not, you know? Yeah. How, how was that on the, was was that the the hardest hardest part? part. Yeah. Because I feel like I do everything I can to be healthy. And I just felt like that was the one thing I couldn't like, you know, stop from happening so for a little bit I was kind of really upset and depressed over that because you know I'm so about being healthy and I'm like oh how did I end up with cancer like you know uh yeah that that was like rough but you know my husband he was so great he he helped me through everything you know he was my rock (laughs) when I was googling you earlier today I found your wedding registry do you know that it's still (laughs) up yeah and then it's like click here for their wedding notification and I'm like so dear and Joseph November 23rd 2018 (laughs) it was 992 days ago apparently there's a countdown of of past count. You've been married for 992 days, just so you know, you're almost at a thousand days. Um, so you guys are so adorable. It's so cute. Um, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was nice seeing you smile on social media, like despite being in such a strange, like weird space and like knowing that you're such a healthy human, like that broke me when I saw and heard like, your you share your story. I was yeah. like, of, of all people in the world, <laughs> like why her? Yeah. <laughs> um, but- and that's pretty much what I kept saying was like, why me? You know, and I, I definitely went through like a week or two where I was just like super depressed. I was like, Oh my God. And then, you know, I kind of like worked my way through. I was like, yeah, be positive, be positive. Like, yeah. Did you have any like inspiration or, you know, were there any like uh, books that you read or podcasts aside from tooth or dare podcast, obviously, but like, were there, were there other things that, that you leaned on to help kind of pull you out of that? Um, not really. I mean, I, I started watching some YouTube videos of other girls who had thyroid cancer and honestly, some of them were like a little negative and mm-hmm. I felt like that was kind of putting me down more. Um, I did find like, you know, a few that were positive. So those were good, but like, you know, you never know what you find online. So right. you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes better not to look. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. So what was that's your, true. so you had, you had a total thyroidectomy? Yeah, I had total and um, lymph nodes as well. I had some lymph nodes removed as well. Yeah. From all around your neck or like also armpits? No. So um, all around my neck, um, they had to biopsy 
be under my ears, some of those lymph nodes as well, but those came out all negative because everything all around my neck was super inflamed. So all of my lymph nodes were very inflamed and, you know, they just kind of seemed to think that it, you know, I've had it for a while and it was just, you know, untreated. And that's why all my lymph nodes started getting really inflamed. But luckily all my lymph nodes came back negative, which was a good thing. That's good. Um, so I didn't need any further treatment, which was good because after the total would have been like radiation treatment. So luckily I didn't need that. So I feel pretty thankful and grateful for, you know, wow. how limited it, all my treatment was. What was now, your... when you, when you, <laughs> when you this had this, um, identified, could you go back to maybe like some of the, like ap- after your OBGYN said, it, I'm concerned about this. And obviously you had to go on to the next step of working with an oncologist and, you know, biopsy, making sure, you know, this needs to be removed, but did, did it make sense? Like, you know what, I have been feeling more lethargic or, you know, were you, could you trace that back to things that you were physiologically feeling that maybe because you're such a boss babe, when it comes to going to the gym and, and, you know, pulling that energy in that maybe you had masked? Um, not really. I really didn't have any symptoms. The only few things that I noticed was I definitely had trouble swallowing. Um, and I never really connected the two and I never really thought it was a big issue, like not being able to swallow a pill because you know, every day I take like a packet of vitamin. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, and then besides that, my nails were very brittle. I always had issues with that. And I noticed my hair and actually 2018, 19, I noticed the most hair loss I ever had. And I just kind of, I didn't think anything of it. I just kind of thought like, Oh, maybe I'm just losing hair. Um, so I started, you know, doing other supplements, trying to supplement it. Um, and that kind of masked a lot of, you know, the side effects I was having. Um, but definitely now that my thyroid was removed, I'm noticing, you know, my nails are much stronger. My hair looks a lot better and fuller. So I definitely have noticed, you know, after having it removed, you know, um, things are getting better. Like I'm healthier. Has anyone um, reached out to you on social media? Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have reached out to you, on media, but has anyone reached out to you with like, you know, that they think that something might not be right or like asking questions that might relate to themselves? Like, have you found that people are like, there's anyone else that you have really oh, I had helped? a lot of people bugging out, a lot of hygienists, especially bugging out about taking x-rays oh. and they started. We had this conversation about yeah. the similar badges because I wear one exclusively. I have my own. I wear it even when I'm not taking x-rays. Yeah. Like, and we had this conversation on through DMs about just similar yes. badges. And then I saw you wearing one and I was like, yes. good girl. So, <laughs> so that was like a huge thing. I got a lot of messages about because when I noticed, when I found out I had thyroid cancer, I was like, get me a dosimetry badge now because I want to know what I'm being exposed to. So my job ended up getting me a, you know, they ended up getting it for everyone in the office. So now we all wear one because that, but I had a lot of hygienists messaging me asking like, Oh, like my job, you know, I don't wear a dosimetry badge. Like, how do I know how much radiation I'm being exposed to? How do I, how do you know that you didn't get thyroid cancer from, you know, being exposed to radiation, taking x-rays. And I don't really think it had anything to do with me taking the x-rays because my dosimetry badge has been coming back at zero. Um, So, you know, you really don't know what it, you know, you could have gotten it from. But it is good to still wear the dosimetry badge because you want to know how much radiation you're being exposed to. And what if, you know, it starts leaking? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True, wow. true, true. Right. Uh, let's talk about social media and reels because I haven't <laughs> had a chance to talk with you about the new world of social media and reels. TikTok has taken over Instagram. Um, how, <laughs> how are you feeling uh, with the new way that people are learning about dentistry in like 
30 second. Honestly, I'm all about the real pictures. <laughs> Don't take a picture of me, but I'll take a video, make a funny video. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, ladies, this was fun. This was a fun part so two, good. an unfortunate, yes. sad part two that we had to discuss some deep stuff that happened to you, but I'm so happy that you're okay. And getting are you fully it in and- remission now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I have a follow-up, um, in like a few months for another ultrasound just to make sure, you know, I don't have any nodules that popped up or anything looking suspicious. Um, but yeah, pretty much, you know, they're just trying to get me on like a, you know, a therapeutic dose with the Synthroid, which is really the hardest part right now because, you know, my TSH numbers, it was going down, which is good. And then out of nowhere, just doubled and increased. So, oh, wow. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they keep increasing my dose. So yeah, it's just whatever at this point, you know, just kind of working through it, not letting it stop me from anything. Has it changed your appetite or anything? Uh, Not really. I feel like everything's pretty much the same. I really don't notice too many changes in anything. Just being tired. Oh, that's yeah. Sadly, it's time. Is it time, Katrina? Tis time, Irene. It's time. Dear, do you remember what time it is? Is it time to do lunges across the, the hall? (laughs) the showroom floor it is it's time for the tooth or dare component of our episode because we are called the tooth or dare podcast for a reason so katrina and i will do a rock paper scissors the loser will go up against you and you can decide whether you accept or dish a tooth (laughs) or a dare um and while we warm up our fingers the rest of you need to follow us on instagram you can follow me irene at toothlife.irene you can follow katrina at the dental wine genist and you can follow hadir at fit little hygienist on insta are you on tiktok too yeah i just started on the talk you're on the talk too there you I'm go get it, good on the talk now <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's our is your talk fit little hygienist as well uh no i think i just put my first and last name oh okay lame I should, I should switch it, right? <laughs> that brand that brand continuity <laughs> okay are you ready girl let's go rock One, paper two, scissors shoot huh. oh, oh okay. okay rock paper rock, scissors paper, shoot scissors shoot she beat me i lost <laughs> uh you and me girl would you like to accept or dish i guess i'll do the truth Ooh, a tooth. Oh no, Katrina. Oh no, she's going to do a tooth. Oh, all right. Let's do it. Um, if you were to pick your least favorite scrub brand, um, which one would it be? Um, how it fits or of the quality or any other reason. I'm trying to remember what the brand was called. Uh, it was like a, they had sent me a pair one time and I was like, these are like leggings. They're so tight. They're so They're really tight. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know if I could go to work dressed like this. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder with these like really tight ones, it's like, how do you sit at like 12 o'clock or 11 o'clock with, without like ripping your pants? Yeah. You don't. Uh, yeah, it's real hard. So yeah, do you have a do you have a do you have a uh, one that you just like? You'll have to send it to me. For those of you that want to know what the brand is called, you're gonna have to read the the description in the in the in the comments section below, and then I'll tell you what the brand is. This is a this is a first <laughs> a first time. Um, so you'll have to you'll text it to me, and I'll put it. I'll, I'll put the answer below. Okay, peeps. Thanks again for tuning in. Hadir, thank you so much for hanging with us again. We appreciate it. Looks like you're going to go enjoy some some swimming pool time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's an amazing (laughs) pool, you guys. You want to move to the Jersey Shore. (laughs) All right. Bye. I know. Seriously. Peace out, peeps. (laughs) Cheers. And we're back. On the Jersey Shore side of the flip side. From the Jersey Shore. From the Jersey yes. Shore side. What um, a situation that was. Thanks again to our peeps from Hugh Fruity for sponsoring yes. this episode. They also, funny fun fact, sponsored the first time that we interviewed Hadir. Oh, 
Yeah. Well, I don't Full even circle. love. I'm feeling the love from Hugh Freedy. Thank you so much, you guys. And I mean, gosh, I think we all we can all agree that um, Hugh Freedy has certainly been an incredible support of hygienists, um, particularly during this crazy time when we've been looking at maybe infusing more hand instrumentation and things like that. So, yeah. gosh, they've got a, they've got a lot going on, and and um, and they are super hygiene focused. So we we really appreciate that. And we totally thanks do. for the love. Thanks for the love. Make sure to visit the link in our um, in our show notes below to schedule a complimentary one-on-one tutorial and demo of the Aeroflow yeah. Prophylaxis Master, which is masterful. Like it's the most it's amazing masterful. piece of equipment that and so hygiene good. I've ever seen. Just saying. Um, so yeah. So that's that. And. Um, that's it. We yeah. we will we will catch you guys next time. Thank you. See you later. Yeah. See you later, alligators. Oh gosh, so much love. Okay. Cheers right. to Peace all. Peace out, peeps. Cheers. Are you getting stress angioedema as mm-hmm. a sympathy for my stress hives that are coming back? That you got as a sympathy for my hives? The right, like original. It's, We're just like passing it. It's like of life. <laughs> It's like we're just passing it back and forth from one another like a really bad yeast infection. (laughs) (laughs) Your turn. No, my turn. No, your turn. No, my turn. It is itchy down there. I can't. I just oh, can't man. Oh, mm. well, okay. So that that's what's happening in our lives. Not in my much. Irene, I'm regretting popping that zit in my nose. Oh, no. Did you do it? Don't touch it with your dirty I, fingers. I, well, no, I have your... hand sanitizer here. I, I, right. I, what I've been doing is drying it with hand Ew. sanitizer. Ew. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Who does that? What else are you supposed to do with a zit in your nose? I think it's called salicylic acid. Yeah, I've been drop. doing that too. I know I've been doing that too, but I hop on an airplane tomorrow and I can't be like zit nose Did you girl. not go to the office? You couldn't just like laser it? We don't have diodes. We have what? ND. We have NDAG. Oh, even better. Just a That's little curatage. That's true. Can you imagine like me like S- sizzling a laser on my nose? Oh my god. I need Botox. Look at my forehead. I have expressions. I need Botox. Look at me. You've never had Botox, have you? I've never had Botox now. How do you live your life? How Without do you Botox? do that? Yeah. How do you just like allow yourself to age gracefully? Because one of these days I'm going to have to stop doing Botox and I don't want the people around me to be like horrified at what I actually Why would you have like. to stop? Why would, why would one Because I don't want to be like 97 years old and still getting Botox in my forehead. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you're, Although I you're did opt- have a business. You're optimistic I- to think that you're going to live that long. I mean, I don't think I'm going to live past 65. Not the way I'm going. Well, yeah, I was just because not the way I'm going either. I have stress hives, and I mean, look at my hair. Um, yeah. However, I, mean, I do have look a, at my hair and look at my hair. <laughs> Reason for death in the <laughs> autopsy. Look at her hair. Look at her hair. <laughs> her hair. It was her hair. I smell burnt toast. <laughs> I think that means you're gonna have a stroke. <laughs> Isn't it stroke or seizure? <laughs> or both? I don't rightly know. <laughs>